Um, welcome. I'm Scott Norquest. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I am the kids pastor and youth pastor at New Life Church in Poland. Uh, my wife and I started uh, New Life in uh, June of 2019 as kids pastors full-time. And uh, by January, we kind of built what I call the basement, kind of started to build the foundation, and we're still working on the children's ministry there. Um, it was very, very neglected for a long time, and uh, and just building that back up, and God's been good uh, and brought some great people to our team and everything. Um, so in January, um, my wife and I, uh, we, we were approached by a pastor and uh, his wife, and uh, we had been coming to Wednesday nights and trying to help out, um, but the youth ministry, they didn't have one. Um, it was just just a bad, bad, bad way. And uh, so, and we had been youth sponsors and really involved at Louisville for 20 years uh, with youth while I was kids pastor and worship leader. And, you know, I've kind of worn every hat possible in the church. Uh, like I said, I've grown up in the Assemblies of God. And uh, so I've been a Royal Ranger commander been uh, a rain I was a rainbows teacher on Wednesday nights with the toddlers for two and a half years by myself with ten toddlers um, that at Louisville that was actually and, and that was a relatively recent thing while I was kids pastor there and that was that was actually a blast um, you know if you if you got some structure dealing with toddlers is perfect if you if you go in there and you just you're wanting to babysit or do something that's when you get all stressed out because there's nothing for them to do um, quick tip on toddlers there that's not even in my presentation that was free um, so uh, like I said we were at Louisville for 20 years prior to new life and uh, wore lots and lots of hats and I uh, were blessed to serve under Dan and Marsha Deem and uh, he was he's a phenomenal pastor I don't know if you've ever met him uh, he just retired uh, last year and um, during the pandemic not because of the pandemic it just worked out that way and uh, but they're great people and it was it, they I grew a lot uh, under under his leadership and uh, so lots and lots of people in my life have poured into you know who who I am so blame them okay um, that's my email that's my personal email so if you want to jot that down uh, if there's any questions or you want to do some follow-up or just reach out uh, after this I'll give you my cell phone number too but my email uh, that's my personal one uh, just in case uh, I get fired after preaching tomorrow morning and in, in uh, church I got to preach in our adult service tomorrow so uh, if I get not just kidding about getting fired but um, if you need to reach out and then my phone number is three three zero. 316-4516. And uh, just say your name and, and uh, your church and just mention you were in here when you initially call and then we'll be good after that. Um, I'm, on, I'm on Facebook. I, I only rant when it comes to kids and theology. So, you know, if somebody's messing with kids, I'll say something and speak up. Uh, I don't follow every political wind and wave and I try and bring people back to the word uh, when, it, when it comes to politics and things. So um, I think Lance has seen some of my rants. Uh, I've, I've seen his in my notifications. So um, <clears throat> hopefully they're, they're helpful. I try to be helpful, not just, you know, blow up. Uh, but you don't mess with kids um, with me. So uh, but that's my information. Um, are you all currently doing kids and youth together? Everyone in here is? Okay, cool. Um, and I just want to go around the room. What church are you with? I'm with Grace Fellowship. Where's that at? Canton. Oh, you're, oh, okay, you're, you were in my old area with, because I was at Louisville. Okay, all right. So you took over when uh, Kelly, you, you succeeded Kelly. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. And, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's Aaron. Aaron? I'm at Ag Church, but I still of God. Okay, all right. Are you with uh, the original? Uh, no, uh, Mike Boggs. Oh, Mike Boggs. Okay. All right. There's Crossroads, New Life, Life Church. There's a bunch of them. First, used to be First Assembly and Evangel Temple and Bethel were like the big three, but now it's we've all changed our names. So, okay. So, okay, cool. And now where are you? Are you two together? Yeah, or Okay. So David and Hannah Morse, uh, we're at Grace Hope Church, and that's in Beaver Creek. Okay. Cool. Um, I'm with Simple Church in Reynoldsburg. Okay, cool. Um, I attended one of your pastor's sessions a couple years ago. Really cool guy. Um, so, 
how long have you been doing kids and youth together? Uh, as soon as Kelly left. So, oh, so 2020. Okay, so a little over a year. Okay. <laughs> yep, okay. I'm feeling your pain. That was the laugh. It was July that I started both of them. I got hired as a kids pastor and then I took on youth as Okay, cool. Lance? It's been almost two years now. For both? Now, were you initially a kids or youth? Yeah, it was or, Oh, you knew what you were getting into when you got... Oh, okay, cool. Awesome. All right. Uh, David, you can... Um, well, it's a loaded question. I've been doing youth, or kids for a long time, but paid, I'd say, um, six years. So I'm going to keep position out as far as the church goes. Okay. But, like, ten years, ten plus years with the current church, you know. And you've been doing and both I, for that long? Well, or? the youth I did before, now I'm doing again, because he just stepped up. He just stepped up in the youth role. We used to okay. do it when we didn't have kids. Like, All right. A long time ago, we were with youth. Okay. Um, and so he's stepping back into youth, and I, I'm over the kids. Okay, cool. So you're kind of tag team in this venture. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And how long for you? Um, I've been in kids for, I think, like two years, and then I just started youth officially almost a year ago, but um, okay. kind of took over as, like, the person. All right. Okay. Uh, about six months ago. Six months. All right. So we're all pretty much in, in the same, been in the same boat for about the same time. Uh, it's kind of cool. Uh, like I said, my wife and I were youth sponsors at Louisville for 10 or 11 years. We'd, we had a youth pastor at Louisville, so I never had to be the guy, uh, which was nice. And um, um, so in my, my role at the, at the network, I was the state Bible quiz coordinator, so I oversaw JBQ and TBQ. So the, the worlds and the realms of youth and kids were, you know, I've been in that, but in terms of shepherding and pastoring a, a local church ministry, uh, 15 months for me uh, for doing both. And uh, when, when Pastor Nate asked me uh, in the fall to, to do a session on this, I'm like, aren't there people that have been doing it longer? And, you know, I'm like, this, it's like, this is a new trend and, and there's a lot of, a lot of things. So, um, that I have some things to share, um, some, some, uh, and some, a couple of resources and they may be things you're already doing, but I, I, I really want this to not be a group commiseration, but a group, kind of a group thing uh, as well. So my presentation itself is not going to consume most of our time. I really want to discuss things and, and kind of hash out and just troubleshoot. Um, and see some opportunities for things. Uh, so I hope that this is a, a blessing for you. So uh, the, speaking of the trend, uh, there's an article that I, I pulled up. Um, there's, there aren't many articles about this new trend yet because it's so new. But five dying trends in youth ministry, and this is specifically geared for youth, but I thought this, this part of this article uh, kind of fit uh, where, kind of where we're at and what, what we're doing just because it's a solo. Uh, so separate ministries with the adults meeting in one area and the kids meeting in another with little overlap will continue to dwindle as churches realize the value of in intergenerational ministry and interaction. And we're seeing that kids, you know, family ministry has been, you know, on the rise and, and that focus has, has come to the forefront in the last 10 to 12 years uh, where, you know, fa there's family ministry uh, and investing in the next gen. Um, I have my presentation uploaded in the SCED app and you can download that, so if you don't want to write every single thing, you don't have to, uh, just so you know, uh, just to save you some, some writing. Um, and uh, so different generations to meet and speak into each other's lives, so there's a mixing of, you know, the older generation speaking into the new and serving uh, to raise up the next generation. This means adults reach out to college students, who reach out to high school students, who reach out to middle school students, who reach out to elementary students, and so on. The days of separate entities is coming to an end, and the church will be better off for it. That last sentence in that phrase is really kind of where we're at. Um, we're there now. That we are evidence of that there. Um, even within the generational, the next gen ministries, right? The the kids and the youth. Uh, so that 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 speaks to to sort of the trend and kind of where we are. Um, and so we're going to talk a little bit about practically what that looks like. Um, so the pros uh, for for doing what we do, kids and youth together. I wanted to list a few pros. Uh, we can kind of control the continuity of the benchmarks and the spiritual markers from newborn all the way till they graduate, 
right? It's not, as kids pastors, uh, you know, my, my job as kids pastor was to hand off, you know, a, a pr- some pretty solid kids so that they could further develop them to lead and, and to, to disciple them. We get to see the whole process through. So that's a plus, right? Uh, that, that's a, and and it's, it's a weighty, uh, there, there's a weight and a, and a heavy responsibility that comes along with that, but that's, uh, I just think that's really cool, that I can, kind of, I can set my benchmarks all the way through, uh, through that and, and integrate that. Um, the leader development opportunities. Now, even when I wasn't youth pastor at Louisville, we, in my children's ministry, I, I, we leaned into the students, uh, the teenagers. They, they, were, they were helpers in our kids' ministry. Uh, they were helpers in the rooms. And um, there, there were some of the kids that by the time they were 15 or 16, they were, they were the main teacher um, within toddler church. And, and I even had one in kids' church at Louisville. Working on cultivating that at New Life. I don't have that yet. But uh, the leader development opportunities that we have because we have full access to both of these generations where we can you know, take, our, take our kid nuggets and start to plant seeds and develop them and utilize the teenagers to come in and kind of shape them um, and, and to grow them as leaders uh, because there's nothing more cool to a third grader than a 15-year-old because I am not cool. Right, I'm the old guy. I'm I'm Uncle Scott with gray hair, and you know you can. I'm you know you can, you guys don't have gray hair. I do, and it's and it's running away fast. So, um, you know, there, there's those kind of things that, oh, I get to do that, and there's kind of an anticipation that builds up in, in the younger kids to to see, oh, they they they're up on the stage. You know, on the worship team, they're doing, you know, these kind of things, and so, you know, younger kids look up to the older kids, and so we get to develop leaders in in this process, and 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 are able to reference back and, and point kids out uh, to the to the older kids, and use those older kids to come alongside and and encourage and and uh, lead the lead the younger kids. So the leader development opportunities are a big plus there. Um, for me, I don't know if this is for you, um, but you know, I'm just kind of giving you some of my experience. There's actually been an increase. Now, I was pretty passionate about kids and, and youth to begin with. Um, you don't get in this if you're not. Um, and the ironic part for that, for me, is I spent most of my 20s saying, uh, I have a degree in music education, but I never wanted to work with little kids. I never wanted to work with elementary age. Teenagers, cool, but I, 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 I said that all the time, I'm like, I will never work with elementary kids. And Todd, no, forget toddlers. And, you know, God in his infinite sense of humor said, ha ha, guess what, buddy? Uh, I had this plan before you were born, so deal with your pain. Uh, so, but in this process of, uh, of, of growing in, in, in my own ministry, you know, there's obviously that, that passion uh, that, we, that we get to see. And, and, you know, we're all pretty new to this um, in terms of, you know, doing both. But... Um, you know, from my kids' pastor and JBQ days, there were, you know, eight, seven or eight-year-olds that I started with that are now grown adults, and they're all serving God. Um, we get to see that, and that builds our passion. And uh, one of the cool parts about our role right now is, you know, our five-year-olds, you know, if, we, if God in his mercy keeps us in, in, in our position and doing what we do, we're going to, you know, get to see the payoff and uh, kind of rejoice in that, you know, in this life before we even get to heaven and, and have those rewards. So um, for me, there's been an increase in the passion for, for developing leaders and, and, and making disciples with kids uh, with that. Now, challenges. And I'm sure we could come up with a much longer list for uh, time management. Uh, are, is there anyone who's like bivocational in here? Are, are you, Lance and... David, you are bivocational, okay. You're about to be, okay. And you guys are full-time staff. Um, I'm at 30 hours, so I have some other gigs. Oh, you're 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 mostly full-time with there, okay. All right. Okay. So, yeah. Coming, coming out of yeah, where you have a job outside of church, and so you have to manage ministry and a job. I'm sorry. I'm, Church lingo. If you if you don't know, if you weren't sure, just raise your hand. I don't get offended. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So so um, 
I, I, this is the first time in my ministry these last two years at New Life that, that being on staff full, as a full-time person. At Louisville, I was tri-vocational because I, was, I, I would spend, yeah, I had a full-time gig. I taught, I taught middle school math at a Christian school in Cleveland, uh, Bethel Parma, and then um, I, I was on staff at Louisville, part-time as kids pastor, and then my, my work as uh, Bible quiz coordinator, you know, I was traveling all over the country and doing workshops and all kinds of stuff. So, you know, the, I call myself tri-vocational, but the Bible quiz gig was actually volunteer. I didn't get paid for that. But from a time consumption perspective, I was tri-vocational. So time management is, is huge, is a, is a big challenge. Um, and uh, I'm going to offer some things in, in just a little bit. I just want to recognize the challenges right now. Um, team building, getting volunteers, right? That's yeah. always a challenge, regardless of whether you're just a kids pastor or kids and youth or whatever ministry leadership position. We, the, there's a challenge to, to get the word out and to recruit uh, and, and to do that. And that goes back to one of our pros where we get to do leader development because part of our team building that we can do is internal with, with our youth. Right? And even the fifth and sixth graders, those t the, the, the loop tweener years. Um, uh, some people call them tweens. And um, so, um, <clears throat> yeah, whatever. Uh, in this day and age, they're already teenagers, or they're behaving like teenagers at this point. Uh, they, they just, they're, they're exposed to so much so quickly. And that's not what we're talking about here in this workshop. Sorry. Uh, that's a different session. All right. <clears throat> yeah. It's kind of, kind of, I'm preaching on a little bit of it tomorrow. It'll be fun. I'll, I'll share the podcast. Anyway. Um, and then, of course, our, our energy, our physical energy and our mindset and trying to be able to shift gears, right? Um, you know, I've got to go from prepping the first part of my week for, for a teen, you know, for, for an older audience. And then Thursday, I've got to switch gears and do my final prep for kids and, and you know, whoosh, take, it, take it to a different, uh, you know, a different level, um, so, so they get it. So there's, there's that. There's the energy that, you know, you got to be energetic in front of the youth, and you got to, you know, you got to be up and, and kids, yeah, duh. You really got to be energetic there and on your toes, because um, you, not only do you have to exude the energy and, and get them hyped, you, you got to, you, you have to watch. Are, are they crawling under the stage? Are they, right. are they running behind the sound booth in my room? You know, whatever. Uh, you know, there's about eight thousand things going on, and I'm self-diagnosed ADD, so. It works for me because I can, uh, my mind works that way. So that's actually, for, for me, it's, it's kind of a strength. Now, I just had a birthday and I'm getting old and I wear out a lot faster. But I can survive for the two hours I need, you know, during my time segments. Uh, but energy is, is, so energy is a big, big challenge uh, to do that. Uh, another trend from that article, this article is really cool. Um, and this is his observation. In my observation and reading, I've seen a growing popular opinion that full-time youth workers will soon become a thing of the past. Right? Because now we're doing, we're wearing two hats. Okay? The full-time, and even the full, and I could, I would even argue and suggest that a full-time kids pastor is going to be a thing, is a thing of the past, uh, pretty much. Um, I meant to check with uh, Pastor Nate uh, on this, but. Uh, in talking to him in January, um, at the 280 churches in Ohio, there were 18 full-time youth pastors. And the, there are only five or six more paid youth pastors on top of that, of the 280 churches in Ohio. Um, when Pastor Dave came to New Life, he hired a kids pastor first. He didn't, he, he, didn't, he didn't have any, I was the second full-time staff person that he brought in to revitalize the church. Um, and that's, and, and so it's kids, uh, kids first and um, then youth is kind of the trend, like where we're at presently. Um, and my, part of why Angie, my wife and I, um, you know, stepped up for youth is I, I think they're both equally valuable, obviously. Yeah. And you need both, and uh, so there's uh, there's that aspect of it, and so um, the trend is to when when you get hired like Lance, he knew ahead of time I'm doing both, you know. That's more what's what's coming um, with that, and especially now with COVID and budgets and things, you, you know, having two full-time people 
to do that and oversee that is uh, just not feasible uh, for some churches, for many churches. Um, as a full-time youth worker who wants to serve in youth ministry for a long time, this is, this is his own personal reflection. Uh, this is a little disconcerting to me, but I do tend to agree with the majority, however, and see this as a dying trend. I don't know what the exact implications are for this fact, but it will be interesting to watch God continue to work in students' lives through his people in whatever capacity or form that takes, and that brings us to us. This is the, currently, this is the form that, that, that's coming. We wear two hats, and it's my wife's a big help to me, but she doesn't teach or anything, but she's just she's kind of my admin, so to speak, and, and keeps me focused because, you know, ADD, self-diagnosed ADD. Sometimes she has to pinch me. Scott, you said you were, oh, yep, you know, she, she's that role for me. You guys, uh, do you lead the youth like you teach, and then you lead kids, and you partner? Okay, that's cool. Um, that, that's a really... So that's really helpful, uh, husband and wife working together like that. So, um, but that's from that same article, that five challenges. It was on like the, I did a search for, for trending and, and all of that, and it, it was on the second page of the Google search that I did, because uh, the first page really, it was like Barna stuff from 2017, and like, no, we're not there right now. That was pre-COVID. No, that's out the window, right? Uh, Pre-COVID. Um, so I wanted to talk about the, some of the action steps we can take to address the challenges and, and use our pros and, and the positive things and address the challenges and, and just some practical things that we can do, um, or that we, we could, that we should do to, uh, to help us in this. Number one, schedule time for your, uh, that should be your own spiritual growth. If you're a morning person, cool. Me, I, I'm most alert and, and adept at like 10.30 at night. I'm a night owl. Whatever, wherever your, your mind, wherever your mind's most focused, your strength, set aside, if it's... 15 minutes, 30 minutes, just you need time alone with you and God. And you need time to read and, and soak in the scripture and to memorize scripture. It's not sermon prep. That's the, lesson prep does not count. Right? This is, this is you, you know, I'm, I, I go to the Psalms all the time. That's kind of, Psalms and Genesis 1, that's where I park. Because um, if we'd have got Genesis 1 right, we wouldn't be in the shape we're in. And there's so much in there that's, anyway, that's, again, a different workshop. Um, so make time for yourself. If you aren't doing that now, just you know, cut one episode out of your binge watching. Whatever you got to do, make make time for your own spiritual growth. Just pray, uh, even individually as husband and wife, not not even together. You're just it's you alone with God uh, for for your own your own focus and your own heart's sake. Because uh, if you're not doing that, it, it will fall apart. You you might be skillful enough to. To, to manage this and do the, the, the physical processes, but it, it will get undone. God will just train wreck you um, if you don't. <clears throat> Number two, identify and recruit leaders for specific tasks, right? Don't think that necessarily you have to reproduce yourself right now. Think of, I need someone to hit the computer and the PowerPoint button in the back so I'm not... You know that kind of stuff. If you're in that predicament, right? Train somebody to do a specific task. Maybe it's maybe it's training them on on check-in. Maybe it's training uh, just having some some students come in and play with the kids for the first opening 10, 15 minutes before the service actually starts as people are checking in. Um, the things, the more the more kind of. I don't want to say menial, mundane, because every part of this is important, but the more things you can take off your plate, the more you can focus on your actual overall ministry. And, um, you know, and those, those people, and so I call them leaders. I don't care if they sit in the back and all they do is push a button on the computer or slide up the microphone, whatever. They're, you know, they're Mr. Jacob, even if he's 13 years old, right? Um, and uh, they help. Um, you know, and you, some of these tasks you can do like that opening 15 minutes. You can make a schedule of kids, of teens who serve for that amount of time, and or or even adults or whatever, and then they can go into main service. Thank you. And then because once you call the kids to service, you don't need as many hands necessarily, ideally speaking, to to manage that because they're focused on your teaching now, and and the praise and worship and what, however that looks for you. Does anybody have like? live praise and worship where they have kids up front doing leading motions or is it all video? Uh, we're video. Well, COVID is 
Right. So we are actually, all our kids are still online, but um, pre-COVID, we did have live. Okay. But it was just me. <laughs> oh, you were you you would get up and lead. Okay, all right, okay. Um, but even that, recruit people for that. And they're there for praise and worship. Get the kids, you know, hyped up. Pray pray with them during the the slower worship time, and then they can go into adult service. They don't even have to commit to missing a, a Sunday out of service. Um, things like that, kind of baby steps. Um, not just I need another kids teacher, right? Don't think in terms of that for everything. It's uh, some of those lighter tasks to take off your plate. Um, I have trained my. Were you going to say something, David? Looked like you were. Well, I was just going to say, for like Wednesday nights, um, we do live worship. So I have a couple. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. Me and a couple other kids that play guitar and a couple of Yeah. And that's pretty cool. We just gather around in a circle. Everybody stays like on the like, part. Yeah. Yeah, our, our youth, we have live worship, um, but our kids, we, we don't. I was, yeah, kids is, uh, I, I was thinking in terms, is your youth Wednesday nights? Is it like a traditional setup? Where, yeah, that midweek, yeah, we. In middle school as well. Yeah, we have, yeah, junior high and senior high are together. Yep, okay. Um, yeah, so we have some live worship there, and we have, a, I have one adult that plays piano. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't get up there because I, I, I preach so much for the youth. I don't want it to be the, the Scott show. And so I just kind of, um, can I just say something with this point? Thank you. With, with your students, with the youth especially, give them space to fail. They don't, they're not going to be elevation worship week one, right. right? That's what they're listening to, and that's their model and that's, frankly, that, that's holding back. There's a couple of students in my, in my ministry that I'm trying to push to get up, get up and, and join the team, but they're afraid because they don't sound like that, right? So, so you know, encourage them. This is a freebie that wasn't in there. Encourage them and, and, and give them space to say, look, it's okay, we're all growing here. It's like fine arts, develop, right? Discover, develop, deploy. That's the heart of fine arts, and fine arts should be a year-round thing. It's, it's, it's discipleship. And so, and if you build that atmosphere. Sorry. Yeah, David. No. Just to, um, did you start with Wednesday night and building that youth leadership and then move to taking some of the youth to help develop the teams for Sunday? No, I, um, because we were kids only first. I mean, when, when we first got there, there, there was, there was a, a team, um, and uh, we've weeded out a lot and brought a, a lot of fresh blood in. And uh, because the pastor hired a kid's pastor first, there, there were actually a few people waiting, who basically waiting on us. They came and they're like, we have, a, we have a kid's pastor now. I want to be a part of kid's ministry. They didn't want the reins of the kid's ministry, so they weren't even volunteering. Um, so that's just kind of how it worked out. But yeah, with, with our kids, I, I, I pulled teenagers uh, in uh, for the kids' team as, help, as helper roles and check-in desks like greeters uh, in the main lobby uh, for high-fiving and that kind of stuff. Um, and then with, with Wednesday nights, um, in our first week in January of last year, we had two kids and five leaders. Um, there was already a youth sponsor core, and, and uh, there's a young lady... Uh, around here, Michaela Williams. Uh, she's part of our youth ministry team, and she's actually felt a call to to youth ministry, so she's pursuing credentials. Um, so uh, you know, we were kind of blessed to have fallen into that with our youth team. Our, our youth leaders are actually they were there, but there wasn't a structure, there wasn't anything for the youth to come to. So we we had two kids, and so our first night it was. Um, Tony Valenzisi, uh, who is one of our youth leaders, uh, he's an old guy like me, you know, but he's he's a musician, so he he was playing guitar and and singing, and we had live worship because I I don't like video worship for uh, teenagers especially, um, you know, for the kids it's fine because you can play motion videos, but teenagers aren't there. You get a teenager to do, you know, sing it out, sing it, and they're not going to do that, right? Um, that kind of thing. So they'll pump their fists at Lecrae and, you know, disciple, but they're not going to do, uh, do that kind of stuff. So, um, and, and because of our experience at Louisville, it was really where the, the, the teenagers were the funnel into that. Um, you know, we, our VBS is at Louisville. We had, we had 50 volunteers, and 20 of them were teenagers. Um, to, to lead the kids around and do stuff. Um, so in our, in our team, at, our, my goal at, at New Life for our kids team is about 70. 
which is about where we were at Louisville for, you know, between Rangers and Girls Ministries, because we do those, and not every church does those, I know, uh, and all the different things. So, uh, and we're, we're about halfway there right now. So we're, we're, we have just enough to do what we need to do, but w- if we grow, you know, I'll be... That energy thing, that'll be, you know, I'll be sucking down bangs like crazy, right? Um, <laughs> that kind of thing. Bang and the Holy Spirit, I need both, right? Um, so, uh, you know, part of identifying and recruiting leaders is working within, you know, the, the church culture where you're at. Um, I, I tend to be type A, so I, um, you know, I, I come in and just kind of say, this is how it's going to be, and just grab people and ball and tell them. Um, and, uh, you know, because I'm just like, oh, hey, you smile. Good. You're, you're a greeter now. Uh, which, which Sunday of the month, first, second, third, or fourth, do you want to serve? You know, that kind of thing. Uh, that's just me. And I do it in a kind of joking way, but I'm, I, I'm not going to let them say no, you know, and uh, whatever. And uh, so just work within your culture and in your framework, obviously. Don't, don't uh, always be, you know, the same uh, like, like me because it doesn't always work out. Um, Anyway, uh, but, you know, work within your culture. But, again, leaders start, you know, I, I've, like I said, I've done every role in ministry uh, before I was even paid as staff. I've been, the, I've worked in the nursery. I've I cleaned the bathrooms. I do, you know, it's anything. And so pushing a button and taking some of the tasks, the day-to-day ministry tasks that aren't necessarily, you know, that, that, that aren't necessarily like spiritual that you have to study or anything or even pray for. You just hit a button. Identify that first if you haven't, and start to build from there. And uh, you know, even the high fivers and the smiling people, make greeters. You know, uh, and and build your team that way. And then on, then you have time to onboard them and watch. Um, communicate and invest in your teams. We kind of we kind of touched on that. Investing in your teams. You know, t- teach them how to how to do pro presenter and, and edit the lyrics and change the text and and uh, you know we use Dan Stevers for visuals for the motions um, there's a lot of free ones out there um, but 150 bucks a year but you know that's I just do it because he does good stuff um, but communicate invest in your teams bring them the things encourage them to come to things like this uh, does anybody have any other team members here for this Aaron you do yeah we okay they're, but they're over there. Yeah. Uh, they came to Synergy. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so we had the first year at New Life, we had at Louisville, we brought down about 20. Uh, at New Life, our first year, we didn't have anybody that wanted to come. Uh, this year, we have five. So, you know, zero to five, I'll take it. Um, with our team being about 35 to 40, um, it's still not where I want it, obviously. But um, so th- hopefully these five will go back and evangelize and say, you know, uh, share it. But communicate, invest in your teams, take advantage of opportunities like Synergy because Synergy is super cheap. Um, the Kidmen, I'll say this, the Kidmen um, conference, the National Kidmen conference uh, is going to be in Toledo next year. But it's going to include now, because Josh Welborn came to Mark Ensminger. Josh Welborn's a national youth director and um, you know, Mark Ensminger's a national kids director. Josh came to Mark and said, what if we called it Next Gen? instead of Kidmen. So there's going to be a youth component built into what, what is now AG Kidmen. They're probably going to change that name, uh, but there'll be a youth component. And it's in Toledo, which is, you know, you don't have to fly, right? right. And it's, it's, yeah. it's relatively local for some of you. And um, so, um, you know, make plans for that. Check OhioKidmen.com for details on it, because there'll be some on that. And, and uh, Kidmen.ag.org is the National Kidmen site. Uh, that's where a lot of the details will be. Um, so, but uh, invest in your teams that give them opportunities to do that. Maybe do some fundraising starting this year to help uh, with the cost of going, of attending that. Um, but that conference is, it is amazing. I've been to everyone since they started back in 2017. And uh, they're just, they're phenomenal. Um, and uh, they have much better speakers than I. I've spoken at a couple of them, but, um, you know, they're, they're just the, the wealth of, of, of ministry knowledge and, 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 uh, and just just the wisdom, and, and it's just great to kind of be around uh, seven to eight hundred of just you know kids and youth people. It's really cool uh, to to network and things. Um, create a discipleship model of leading. Um, 
Robbie Gallaty is an author, and a, he's a pastor and an author I read on discipleship a lot. If you don't know him, he's a, he's a, he's, his books are through Lifeway and stuff, but um, he's a pastor in Tennessee. And uh, his, his first book on discipleship, uh, the, the introduction of, of the book, it starts with the phrase, the gospel came to you because it was heading to someone else. We are conduits and disciple makers, right? Jesus saved us, but that's not it. We, we're called, right? Be fruitful, multiply, back to Genesis 1, right? So create a discipleship model of learning. And here's what I mean by that. Here's what I, this is my version of the discipleship model of learning. You bring a person alongside, even if it's just the computer guy, they watch you set up ProPresenter, put the lyrics in. Someone watches you do, do a task, whatever that is. That person does the task with you. So you kind of, you do a couple and, and then you kind of narrate while they touch and, you know, do that thing and, you know, walk through the process. That person does the task with you. They do the task while you watch only. You don't say anything, you don't, they just do it. And then lastly, the end result of that is they do the task without you. It's like discipleship. It's like any part of, of even training our own kids in our house, right? They're not going to read their Bible if they don't see you doing it, right? So you read their Bible. You, you read your Bible on your own. They see you doing it. The next time you read the Bible with them, then you have them maybe read a passage with you. And then they've developed that spiritual habit of just reading their Bible daily without without you saying, did you read your Bible today, kind of thing, right? It's the discipleship model. This is huge for every single task, regardless of whether you want to train up a, a, a lead teacher, a worship person to do motions in kids' ministry, a, a, a teenager, who, a student on the platform to do worship. And I'll tell you, we have a student on, on our worship team. She can't carry a tune. We just turn her mic down a little bit. She just loves the Lord and wants to serve. Cool, you know? You know, that, awesome. And um, so, you know, e even if the kid's not necessarily gifted in that, honor the, the, the desire and the, and the passion to serve and to, to pursue God. Um, and sometimes with that, if she was the only singer we had, I wouldn't probably have her up there, but she's back up and, and uh, she's just a phenomenal young lady um, and uh, willing to do whatever. So, but that's the process. This process will, it, it, it's this part of it, these first two steps are, are a little bit time consuming, so it's going to tax you a little bit, regardless of the task, but, because you, you can do that task quickly because you do it all the time, teaching someone is going to slow you down, right? So you got to have a little patience, but it'll pay off in the end because ultimately you won't have to do the task. You'll have people to do those tasks. Um, you know, the, the reproduce yourself, and that doesn't mean reproduce a carbon copy of you to do everything you do necessarily. Yeah, we'd like that too, but reproduce yourself means, oh, I don't have to do the PowerPoint. I can just send my outline to so-and-so and they'll build it, you know, uh, that kind of stuff. Makes sense? And then, of course, Pastor John touched on this with the, the ministry gifts, and then our role is, as pastors uh, is to equip, equip the saints for ministry, and that's through the discipleship model. That's my big... Uh, and that's the big process that will help alleviate the challenges and take advantage of the, the opportunities and the pros that we have uh, overseeing nursery through high school graduation. Um, and uh, it's, it's really, it's, it's something that I'm in the midst of seeing some fruit from. And, uh, and you know, that Louisville, I can still see fruit from, um, from Angie and I and, and all the work of the youth pastors that were there with us um, doing that. But... That will, that is the best way to do it. It's the way that Jesus did it, right? You feed them, right? Feeding the fire. You you feed them. What? Yeah, and they did, right? Obviously, he made the fish multiply and the bread multiply, but you know the disciples did the task. They went and got the food. They started handing it out and they collected the leftovers and all that. But uh, that that's just the Jesus model, and that's how we raise leaders. All right, questions or, or any other ideas or things that I, I might have missed? Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I wanted to throw out a couple of things. These might, um, 
you probably m you might use these and so all of that but just a small I don't want to throw a bunch of stuff at you I'm, I'm a bookworm so I my book list could you know fill up two or three pages but um, life life church Craig Rochelle's church anybody heard of, heard of them they have they, this resource open.life.church um, it's free to join they they produce distribute lesson plan they, they give you everything you need to just do a, a sermon series uh, for youth or kids right um, I put it, it switches youth that's their youth ministry um, there's there's graphics there's lesson plans everything is there if you're time crunched right um, or you can at least get some outlines and kind of let the Holy Spirit kind of shape you uh, there's they, they deal with every topic you can think of we did one on identity the first topic I did was a series on identity and I, I took what they did and I of course you know I prepped it but it was a good starting point uh, loop is kind of that tween fifth and sixth grade uh, so that curriculum, and they have videos and discussion videos and things like that that you can use. Use as much or as little as you want. And then connect is their, their elementary age. And then the Bible app for kids, I didn't put that on there. The Bible app for kids, we do that for our toddlers. That The, the entire curriculum for Bible app for kids is just stunning, and it's free. It's free. All of this is free. Do they have um, video it's, lesson videos or anything like that? The Bible app for kids? Yeah. Or, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, they're 20-minute videos. It's almost like Dora the yeah, Explorer. While well, they have a YouTube channel that has them all, and you can download, but you can also download them from this site. All you need to do is have an e all you need is an email and a, a an email address and create your account. It's totally free, completely free, and they don't spam you. It's wonderful. And um, but they and then on YouTube they have the Open Network. Uh, it's a channel on YouTube where they just have little five minute quick tips and, and helps for anything, online ministry, anything to do with ministry, and you can kind of browse and whatever you might need need some help on. But yeah, th this is this helped me uh, a lot at Louisville because I was I had no time because I was trivocational, right? And Louisville had no money, so that was actually helpful. Um, you know, I painted the wall, put the big Connect logo on, and we did the Connect as is. I mean, the snack the the snack time in Connect matches like what you serve as snack matches the lesson it reinforces the lesson that's how detailed and how how awesome their stuff is um so yeah that, that's a huge huge help uh, especially for bivocational tribe whatever multivocational uh and you know we, we're bivocational even if we're full-time and doing both now right so even even that um for kids now i use true fire uh, and I've and I, I've been using that for quite a while, and it, it's um, it's also very good, but it's not free, not even close. But uh, it, you know, so if you have a pretty good budget and you you actually have that luxury, um, True Fire is also good. But Connect is amazing, yeah, because True Fire is put out by the Assemblies of God. It's it's Holy Spirit based. Uh, there's a lot of that. You know, the Life Church, Craig Rochelle, they I mean they talk about the gifts and things, but it's not necessarily Pentecostal curriculum, but it is very solid. Uh, biblical curriculum and it's great they have parent take homes um, you know, follow-up resources um, the Bible app for kids is just the best toddler pre-k curriculum on the planet uh, to be honest with you for church even if I had an unlimited budget I would I I'd, I would never pay for toddler curriculum we, we would do, it's a three-year cycle but by the time you repeat a, a Bible story except for Easter and Christmas you know um, you, you know those kids are gone into your elementary ministry so and repetition is a good thing anyway um, the next one obviously OYM network that's the youth webpage for Ohio ministry um, I, I perused that um, and uh, there aren't very many area reps right now uh, for youth uh, so but Nate is super accessible Nate Ortiz is so you, you know jump on there and, and grab his email email him um, and if you don't get a response from him in a couple days I have his I, I don't want to give his number to you but I have his number and uh, you you can text me on that and say I need to talk to Pastor Nate and I'll I'll get him to you um, he's, he's really receptive and, and just a just a terrific terrific uh, director and um, he's very chill he's not me he's very chill and uh, just 
you know, lets you operate in however you do it and just is real supportive. Uh, just a great guy. And then OhioKidmen.com. Um, that's our, obviously the Ohio Ministry Network's kids website. There is a resources tab on there uh, with resources for like Kidmen policies and volunteers. And, and they're, they're starting, we're starting to build what's called uh, Kids Church in a Box uh, for church plants and things like that that have all those resources already there with you know the, some extra stuff. Uh, but Ohio Kidmen will give you all the camp information and, and events, uh, junior Bible quiz, Teen Bible quiz, you know, do uh, do those, and and, and I'll, I can touch on that real quick. You can do junior Bible quiz and, and teen Bible quiz, and never quiz, and never have a buzzer. They're they're built-in discipleship, Bible memorization things that um, that are just great. Uh, again, that's not this session, so I'll stop. And then there's a book um, that's relatively thin <laughs> uh, by James Bradford. He's, he's part of our um, national leadership team. He's the pastor at Central Assembly in, in Springfield at Mecca. And um, that's what us Assemblies of God people have always called Springfield Mecca, we call it, because that's where the national headquarters is. Uh, just jokingly, lovingly, we call it Mecca. Anyway, lead so others can follow. Fabulous book, uh, relatively quick read, and there, you know, he has the cutaway little quotes and kind of things to to really help it. Uh, really practical, really really good. I've read it three or four times, um, and uh, it's just helpful for it, it, any ministry position, leadership, um, youth and kids, and and anything. So those are just a few resources. Like I said, I there's a much longer list I could generate. Um, and if you need any other insights or need more, you, you know, you've got my number now. Just text me. Um, just, just uh, it's just been uh, this is a fun ride. It's been a great 15 months. We started with two kids. Uh, five leaders. So are the five leaders. We now have a worship team composed mostly of kids. We have one adult and four. We have a drummer, two vocalists. Um, my son was my son was uh, leading the worship team and and uh, playing guitar till he got his new job and he can't be there now. But um, it's mostly student driven now. We're getting there at least with worship, um, and uh, we're running 20, uh, and we did all that growth during the pandemic. Um, so it's, you know, we're not knocking it out of the park or anything, but, you know, we've, we've, we're ten times what we were. And, uh, it's, and, and, and some of that growth is outside. It's our students bringing kids in from school. It's not just in the church. So um, really trying to train up student, student missionaries and student leaders um, in that. And my goal is to have a Bridge of Hope. Did you guys see Doug Reed's video? They're about ten minutes from us their church. So he's actually in Boardman, but we have some students from the Boardman band, and uh, between, between Mike, who is his youth leader, uh, and I, we're, we're trying to get the entire Boardman band, uh, you know, saved. That's, good. That's kind of our little short-term, short-range uh, mission, and uh, we both have about the same numbers of, of the band students, uh, which is about five at this point, and they've got a pretty significant band, so um, you know, that's just a new goal for me uh, that God put on my heart. So uh, I've been telling, telling the kids we're, you know, we're, we're doing all kinds of rewards for inviting kids to church and trying to motivate that. We just launched some team challenges and stuff, so hopefully that, that bears some fruit, because you know, the, the days of large, giant events and outreaches right now, you know, you just don't know what your turnout's going to be and to invest all the time, money, and manpower into it and then to only have, you know, about half of what you had planned. It's kind of, so this is the, the, the beauty of the pandemic is it's forced us to, to train them to be missional where they're at. And, and reach out to the one or the two and, uh, and bring them in, uh, which is really, really cool. All right, any questions or, or maybe you have some things that you're doing that you want to um, help us with um, and some insights and stuff, any experiences you've had, good or bad, or maybe you have questions. Aaron, did you want to share something? Something I started doing because when I took on the youth group, there was like five kids that didn't know each other for some reason, and they all go to the same church. Uh, <laughs> now it's probably about around 20. Okay. And I started doing is like the last Friday of every month is kind of like their community building thing. And so... I just provide them chips and pop, and we do our small group stuff at that moment instead of on a Wednesday. Oh, cool. So we All right. have more time for worship and for preaching. Mm -hmm. And then on that one Friday of the month, it's kind of like their 20 minute to an hour small group. Um, and then after that, it's just kind of like a game night. Yeah. Like them hanging out with each other so that they have that specific time just to grow with each other. Yeah. And that's something that's awesome. has been working pretty well. Yeah, we do a first Friday. We just started. We we're gonna about to have our third first Friday. Uh, we did bowling one night, and that was a chore. Oh my gosh! 
yeah, we, uh, that, that turned out to be a train wreck because we're like, yeah, bowling would be great. Well, we got like, we got 15 kids registered and then Friday when we were going, you had to pre-register, you even had to submit the shoe sizes and the ball weights ahead of time at the bowling alley where we are. I don't know what, I don't know what COVID precautions your local bowling alleys are doing. But so, so it was like they were very adamant about it, 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 your number is five per lane even if they're not bowling. So like my adult chaperone, my, my youth leaders, they bowled. But even if we had come and had, you know, if we had filled the lanes with kids, we would have had to buy another lane even though we weren't bowling for, the, for our leaders, right? So on the Friday that we're doing the bowling, I get like texts from three different kids. Hey, can I invite a friend? Da, 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 da. I'm like, no, can't do that to, to the bowling. But we, had, we, we only rented an hour of bowling. And then we were going back to the church to hang out and have pizza. So, you know, little hiccup there. So, you know, again, be careful what you plan, at least right now. Uh, unfortunately, that, that kind of, I felt bad because I had to tell kids, you got to show up at 830 at the church, you know, at a separate time. And, you know, we're good to go. And we, you know, we hung out. And we did. We had two of the kids came, uh, which is good. Thank God. Um, you know, but the, so the next ones were, it's going to be, we're going to decorate Easter eggs on Good Friday after the worship service and hang out. That'll be fun. Anyway, um, yeah, the, the, those, those smaller gatherings, Right now, especially in the environment and, and the mindset even that parents are in, um, are awesome. Obviously, um, the, the social media presence, the, we've been back since, with kids and youth since uh, the end of June of last year. Um, yeah, I, I, I know there were churches, at, a buddy of mine at Galloway, uh, Brian Osborne, he, their kids' church just started back last week, live in person. Um, so, and uh, in, in doing my research for um, and my study for both my sermon tomorrow and my workshop in the afternoon at NRC, they, kid, the average uh, screen time right now for kids, including like their online school, is like 16 hours a day. There's just so much screen fatigue. So it, de dedicating all your energy to, to online stuff is almost a waste because they're just so saturated and, and parents are just, I don't, I don't want to engage online right now. They're just over it. They're over the Zooms. They're over the, you know, that stuff. It, it all, they're just, they're done with it. So the smaller, you know, like I said, the large giant outreach, those days right now are kind of on pause. Uh, but, but invest in things like that. that the, those things are, are going to pay huge dividends. And, and, and then my follow-up to that was, you know, invest in or, or plan something that they can invite friends to last minute. <laughs> you know, don't, don't tie yourself to, you know, these COVID protocols that, don't allow for that. Yeah. So we just did, I mean, even the part, they all showed up, and you can show up the last minute. Then we did a bonfire was another one. Yeah. Yeah, th those kind of gatherings, uh, just yeah. kind of all skates. And then the parents that are still, you know, nervous about sending their kids, they just won't send them. And, you know, that's fine. But the most people are over it by now. Um, and the outdoor things now, you know, we have the... You know, the outdoors, people are a lot more free about that than, yeah. you know, coming to the building um, so much. But, yeah, plan, plan those small things. Um, and uh, those are, I'm finding those are actually better because they're far less work. Doesn't cost a lot in the budget to buy, you know, four large pizzas or whatever and, right. you know, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, any, any other questions or, or is anybody really struggling with something that I didn't cover? It's totally cool. This is a new presentation because, like I said, I've only been doing this for 15 months, and I was shocked Nate had me do it. So if there's anything that you'd like added or, or included in this, I, I, you know, I welcome your feedback as well. I enjoyed but, the resource because we were doing orange curriculum for some time in our budget, is, right? Yeah. That is an expensive curriculum. But your kids got accustomed to, you know, that video part. So then I'm trying to yeah. think outside. There's, there's so much material that you can research. But the problem I was finding was, like, Maybe a, a video to type, go with the lesson or whatever, just because the kids were yeah. used the, to it. And the teachers teaching are used to having that kind of a... Yeah, the Connect also has a video, and it's on like a space station kind yeah. of thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're on Earth. They're back on Earth or something. Yeah, it it's... Gives you a sheet to do it smaller, so yeah. I was using that, and I stopped doing it because the kids were watching so much TV. I was like, I'll just do my own thing. Yeah. Uh, and you almost, you, you actually, there, there's a component now, you don't even have to do the video in it um, with that. Um, for, but the, yeah, the small groups, they, they, everything is, literally everything is in there. Um, 
and, and the resource. And they do units. It's like four-week units on, on t they're, they're, they're topical um, and that sort of thing, too. So, yeah, use that huge. Yeah. So I'm a really free-flowing guy. Just kind of let stuff happen. I was the square yesterday. Anyway, go ahead. Like a, I give him like a warning, but after that, what do you guys do for kind of like punishment or like stop? Um, like a dirt bag? Okay, well, it depends. See, you got, for me, that's relative. Um, with kids, um, because I, I mean, you've seen me walk all over the place, right? I'm down the steps. I'm back behind the pulpit, and so I'm animated and a little. You, you know, you got, you let them be kids a little bit, and. Uh, Part of that is, is structuring your, your lesson and your interaction. Um, I, I ask them a lot of questions. I make them, or, or, or repeat, you know, everybody say whatever. And, and it's kind of, some of that's built into True Fire, but if it's not in the lesson that week, I build it in the lesson um, so they have a chance to yell. And uh, so some of that is creating an environment that allows them to, to, to express and, and to release some of that energy in the context of your lesson. Um, and then the other part, yeah, if they're, if they're thoroughly, thoroughly disruptive, um, you know, that, then we have the markers where, you know, they, they get a verbal warning from me, then they have to sit next to the helper, and then it's the helper takes them to mom and dad, and they miss out on, you know, I, I have a payoff at the end of the service that they that the kids enjoy, whether that's, um, you know, a big candy explosion out of a bag or whatever. Uh, just something that they, they have to look forward to. Another thing is, do you, do you go over the rules every morning at the beginning? Okay, we, uh, my rule, uh, MORP is one that people use, M-O-R-P, that's an acronym. I use CORN, K-O-R-N, because I'm an old metalhead. Um, so uh, keep your hands to yourself, obey leaders. Return what you use, and no talking unless you're called on. And we, we do that, and you know the kids that come regularly, they you know they can recite that. And then you kind of have that: Are you corning, you know, or morping, or wh whatever? Come up with a, an acronym, and uh, and do it to where you can reference the the whole range of rules in a real like a short phrase, like, Are you corny, you know, whatever? Um, and uh, you kind of re redesign it that way. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm a, and if you're free flowing. Yeah, with that, uh, you know, and if you allow for that, um, you know, and then you kind of reap the, the, the fruit of that. I'm, uh, you know, there's a degree to which, you, again, they're kids, and you expect some animation and, and some little disruption and a little bit of giggling or whatever. Um, but, um, you know, just be consistent. That's the other part of it consistently say, you know, that's an offense that, so that Sally says, well, Billy got to do this, and, you you know, he only got a warning, and Sally's, you know, trucking off to mom and dad, you know, whatever, uh, that kind of thing. Other questions? Okay, I hope this was helpful. Yeah, Lance. Um, what does everyone do for their service time for youth and for kids? Um... Well, we used, we'd have to go to a different building. kids join in the service with the parents for worship, okay, yeah. and then they go to their class at that point, and then we had like kindergarten pre-K down, they already meet in there. So at that time they had lessons, but our, our service time right now is typically 10 to 11.15, okay. 11.30, and then he takes the youth, um, the youth stay out for worship, for the main service, sometimes announcements, and depending on the speaker, what we're doing, they'll stay up in sanctuary. But Dave typically takes them and does a lesson with them. On okay. Morning. On Sunday morning. Oh, okay. So Sunday mornings, yeah, our our yeah. time is you know ten, like eleven. Yeah. Our, um, I'll just say ours, we, we have the kids the whole time Sunday morning. They do a full, they do praise and worship. We give to BGMC for offering time, and we have uh, prayer and altar time in between those two. And then I give them a bathroom break before I get into the lesson. And they just get a break to go get a drink of water or whatever, and the helpers split and go do, do that thing. It also helps me get my props set if I need to, and, you know, kind of gives, gives me a break. Um, I, because I'm a... Well, my, my philosophy is I, my job is to train them. Ultimately, when they, when they graduate out of my ministry, they, they, they're going to be in the adult service. So if they're used to a flow of the adult service 
and and being able to to work inside that and focus during that time. Um, those times where we have family services or whatever, where they're in the adult service, oh, they do praise and worship same time we do. Oh, now it's offering time. They can kind of know what's coming. Um, so they're in that routine mentally. Um, our teenagers on Sundays, because I do both, and um, it's one person, we, they're, they're in the adult service. Um, teenagers are serving. We have some teens that run our cameras in the adult service uh, as well um, and, and who serve in the adult service, which is cool. Um, but the Wednesday night service is kind of your traditional Wednesday night worship, that kind of thing. It's, it's um, pretty much that. Um, so now the, the toddlers, the way the toddler curriculum is, there's not necessarily you do this one first, then this one, then this one. It's here's seven different stations and phases of the lesson, whatever you're feeling. And I, and I, that my toddler teachers are the most empowered of all my all my teachers because I'm like, here's your prop talk, here's your you know here here's your story time, your videos on there. That, that here's this, here's the coloring page, here's the take home. There's toys, there's the music stuff. Go. Yeah. And they just, you know, they because some of them are, some of them are very, they, they do craft, they do crafts first. Some of them do crafts last. Some of them don't like the video at all, and they don't even do the video. They read from the the, the storybook mm -hmm. Bible, and do, you know, it's just the the toddler church curriculum that they put, that Life Church puts out um, really allows for that, and just kind of gives you, you know, and if and if they're like, you almost don't even have to train them because it's there. You know, they just have to like kids almost, you know. Obviously, you want to screen them, and you will train them. I'm, I'm not encouraging not training leaders. Okay. Um, but it, it's, it's, that, it's that detailed, but yet it's still that engaging. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you keep them moving. Yeah. yeah. It's about ten minutes, five, ten minutes here and there, and that's it. And, and even the video, if they're, you know, we have the little pads, and they sit and watch the video, but uh, I tell the teachers, I'm like, if they're not feeling the video, Pause it and do something else and come back to do whatever. It's segmented. So, does anybody else do anything different than like either the traditional model or does anybody else pull, pull students out like teenagers during Sunday morning? That's really cool. Do you do it every Sunday morning or is it like once a month or? Every Sunday. Every Sunday. So, they have their own. Is that like more your small group discipleship, like um, more hardcore or is yeah, that? That's, so, and it's just the. Um, Older teens that I pull out, but it's okay. And I do it more specifically because I want to tackle um, issues that uh, is more direct to them, uh, more applicable mm -hmm. to them. Yeah. Um, really, it's it's because when I was in college, I saw more and more yeah. kids just lose their foundation of Christianity. Um, yeah. So I really wanted to teach uh, more of the apologetics, have these kids prepared. Cool. To go out in the real world. Yeah. To defend. Their, that is uh, so important. Yeah. So that's that's why I pull them out on Sunday and really hone in on what is their belief, not their parents' belief, or uh, essentially what I'm teaching. Yeah, that's awesome. Anybody else want to share? You've been awfully quiet. <laughs> Just taking it all in. So okay. I basically yeah. do what all you guys do before the pandemic. We used to have the kids stay in service. Okay. Uh, and uh, for worship. Then there was an offering time, and that was where some of our funding came in, was just pocket change. Um, and then we stopped doing that because of the pandemic. We didn't want cutting right. and yep. stuff like that. So they've just been in with us the whole time. Okay. Um, so, and then youth is on Wednesday night. So. Right. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, the, another thing that we do month, uh, uh, quarterly is we, I, I try and do some sort of team for, for the, my volunteers, for my teams, uh, just some sort of inve that investing component where I coach them, um, that sort of thing. Um, and then for pandemic-friendly kind of idea, we, we do, um, for our kids, we do kids' cash. So if they bring their Bible, they get 20, and we, we kind of keep it, and then once every couple of months we have a store where they can redeem the, the cash. It's fake money. It's like Monopoly money. Um, th so we take our offering as they walk in. So they're the only ones that dump it in. The, but we do buddy barrels. So we take the offering there, and then we pray for missions during our BGMC time. Um, so if you need a pandemic-friendly kind of way, if you're doing BGMC or for that offering, maybe do it as they enter um, rather than pass the plate, whatever you were doing before. Um, uh, and uh, do do it that way. The one thing um, 
like you're saying, getting the, the teens involved in serving. I mean, I think that that is so vital. Yeah. Um, not only the teens, but the children. And so what we're doing this year, we have these finished here. So our Kindle kid, that's the name of our kids' um, nursery through elementary, is our Kindle kids. And so we, we adopted a... Um, there's these transitional homes, the Schneider House, and they got nine families. They grew over the pandemic. They have more families there that are homeless at the time. Uh -huh. So our project with our Kindle kids is we're doing Easter baskets and providing an Easter meal. Oh, cool. For those families. Yeah. And the idea is the congregation got involved. It's, it's involving everybody as a whole. Yeah. And so for this project, the um, congregation donated items to go in those baskets, and then the kids are going to put those Cool. Yeah, getting them to serve and, and, yeah. and reach out in the community. Uh, during VBS week at Louisville, um, uh, recorded now. We, we, we had, for the youth, we had what we called Mission Strip to Nowhere. And they would spend the night at the church, and they would do community service projects or paint and do some repairs mm -hmm. at the church and that, that kind of thing. Uh, that's just so huge because they, they take ownership of their ministry that way, and uh, it just teaches them so much. Um, can I, I just want to pray. We're over time, and I have to get back. I, I, have to take, I actually have to take lunches, which is a good problem, over to the, uh, the NRC because they didn't order enough for, over there for the people that are there. Um, so, but I, so I need to do that. But I just want to pray, pray over you and pray with you. And like I said, if you have other questions or, or need anything, you've got my number and my email now. Um, I'm happy to recommend more things, and, and uh, you know, if you just want to vent or you know, cry, whatever, you know, <laughs> so we've got to do that sometimes. Um, this is the first presentation I've gotten through without crying. To be honest, um, I haven't talked about Bible quiz much, so that's why um, I just I burst into tears all the time. I'm notorious for that. So let me pray over you, and uh, we'll, we'll get, get on about our day. Father God, I thank you for for your calling. On our lives and the and the uh, just the opportunity to, to impact the next generation and uh, the people in this room that get get to impact the, the full spectrum of that next generation. God, I pray that we would we would strive to not just make them the church of the future, but they are the church of now. And and there are opportunities and ways that, that even a five year old can minister by stacking chairs one at a time, whatever. I just pray that uh, you would give us energy and inspiration to provide opportunities for uh, to pour into these students and these kids, to equip and resource families, to, to encourage that and, and disciple their kids at home. Uh, we just pray that uh, you would just continue to work in us and, and, and change us and, and propel us forward as we, we develop leaders uh, for, the, for the next generation of ministry and all the great things that you have in so have for Jesus. And just in your kingdom, uh, wherever these kids go off to serve. Uh, thank you again for the opportunity. And I just pray life and health and blessing and, and protection and inspiration uh, over every ministry represented in this room. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to, to invest in these folks as well. And uh, we, we just praise you for all you're going to do. In Jesus' name.